Hi, hello, how are you? Welcome, sunshine, to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Jabel, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, transformational nutrition coach, registered diagnostic medical sonographer, and successful six-figure entrepreneur. I am obsessed with helping women navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively up-level your life starting today. NSAIDs are both the number one pharmaceutical seller and the number one health menace. Remember this, swallowing one Advil or Aleve is like swallowing a hand grenade. Also remember, the precursors of Advil, Aleve, and ibuprofen were recognized as so dangerous when they were introduced in the 1970s, they were only available as prescription drugs. Stephen Gundry, The Plant Paradox. Ooh, did that hit one of you? One of you is looking at your bottle of Aleve right now thinking, I got a headache and I want to take one. It's okay. That's me. That was totally me my whole life. I was, I started taking Tums. We're going to talk about acid reducers in like the fifth grade because spaghetti day gave me heartburn. Who's here for this? Okay. Let me tell you, this past week, I woke up and I couldn't move my head. Like, I cried. I called my dad crying. It was 3 in the morning here, which would have been 5 a.m. East Coast time. And I was like, oh my god, dad, I'm scared. Like, I've never not been able to move my head in so much pain. Just insane, okay? And I thought about it. I'm like, okay. I thought about the quick fix pills. I'm like, what do I have here that can help me relieve my pain? Like, give me the strongest thing. Like, it's all crossed my mind. Don't get me wrong. Here's the funny thing. After my gut issues and everything, my gut healing in the past year, I threw away any Tylenol or ibuprofen that I had in my house. So I didn't even have Tylenol. The last time I took pills, even like I said, as simple as Tylenol was October 2021. So we're coming up on a year now. Like, yeah, have I drank alcohol between then and now and gotten a headache the next morning? For sure. I use peppermint oil. I drink a lot of water and I relax. You know, have I, you know been dehydrated? Uh, Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Regardless, I've had some headaches, okay? And I've thought about it, but I also am very well versed in this field uh, based on just reading. Like I didn't make any of this up. I'm just reading and it's knowledge is power. So I'm here to educate you a little bit. We're also going to talk about edibles and cannabis. I am not very well versed in that. I will tell you that. But in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to have the owner of Terp Nutrition, Ben. Um, He's going to be coming on uh, as a guest on the podcast to talk to you more about cannabis and pros and cons and what you may want to use it for. So I've spent almost a year restoring my own gut microbiome, and I refuse to take any unnecessary steps back Okay, in search of a quick fix. So I was like, what am I going to do? So I woke up and I used some Arnica gel with it, which is muscle, like it's like a muscle relaxant, right? Everybody wants you to take like a muscle relaxant. I love all my friends that are doctors, but I am not going to the hospital. There's nothing they can do for me. I knew it had to be a pinched nerve, but I just needed to wait it out. And that is the hardest thing to do. You guys, we just want somebody to tell us something. Trust me. I get it. I've been there. I've been to the ER three times in the past couple of years. I had a ruptured ovarian cyst. I waited four days to go with the worst case of shingles the doctor had ever seen. And then I went one other time. I can't think about that one. Must not been too important. Um, regardless, for this, I put Arnica gel on my neck. I put CBD over top of it and used a heating pad and peppermint oil. I called into work, which I had not done in years, and took two full days off of everything. Like literally did nothing, which was super hard for me. 
So that was my own personal experience, which sparked this episode because y'all know what's happening in my life is usually a direct reflection of my podcast. So here we are. And so today I want to talk about things we all wonder about. Often we fix a headache and we destroy the gut. And so the pain temporarily goes away, but so does all the good and bad bacteria. And what do we need to know right now to change the future? Because you have to realize everything you take in, everything you ingest, everything around you, food, all the things, mental health, physical health, emotional health, all of this stuff creates who you are from the inside out. And your skin, your teeth, it's the first indication of how healthy your inner truly or your inner self truly is. Really think about that. Anytime I went to a naturopath or recently I started with a new chiropractor who's amazing. Um, they have a lot of energy healing there. They have natural, they have naturopathic doctors there. They check your tongue. They check your teeth. They look into your eyes. They look at your nails. This is what our Western medicine doctors should be doing. Instead, we just order an ultrasound before we even get any blood work back. Oh, they're probably pregnant. We'll just listen to them. How about we see like, you know, where the levels are at so we can really see, are we concerned about an ectopic or, okay, well, that was just like my little rant. Um, so think about this. It maybe is your acne out of control right now. Do you have oily skin, blackheads? Yes, a lot of that, um, a lot of your skin dryness and oiliness has to come with where you live. I've lived all over everywhere. And here in Colorado, it's dry as a bone. My face can feel like sandpaper some days. And in the South and South Carolina, I was like, you could like literally take a slide and slide off my face. <laughs> so just pay attention to that, right? Pay attention to what you're taking in. And if you're having any breakouts after you eat that large cheesy pizza or whatever the case may be, uh, look at your teeth. Are they gray, yellowing? Are they sensitive? Sometimes, you know, I know it's hard to look in the mirror and say nice things to yourself, which is why I start every day by saying you're amazing. I love you. I'm so grateful for this day. So I'm not saying pick yourself apart, but your body is showing you and talking to you every day. And very few of us are listening. So ask yourself if you're listening. And if not, go take, go pause this episode and take a look in the mirror right now. All right. So like I said, Ben's going to be coming on the next couple weeks uh, to talk a little bit more to you about cannabinoids and what people need to know, because I'm not the expert here. I'm going to talk a little bit about it, but basically I put the CBD on that morning. And then that evening I was like, I was in so much pain and y'all know when you're in pain, it's hard to sleep. Right. And you know me, if you know me, well, I'm going to tell you about me. <laughs> I love to sleep. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not gonna be able to sleep. So I took an edible relaxed me, that kind of stuff. It varies. I'll talk to you a little bit about that. But regardless, that's what I did. And we're, I think it's about been about 10 days now. And I just went back to working out yesterday. I was doing some yoga and just a lot of walking. But the big buzz that we're talking about right now is the word cannabinoid or CBD. And maybe you're wondering if a CBD product could be effective for your health concerns. So Online, there's a lot of information and it helps to know how the products are sourced, what the active ingredients are and how they function in your body. Okay, so there's an alphabet of cannabinoids. It's marijuana, there's hemp, there's THC, there's CBD, there's CBG, there's so many things, right? And so when you read a product or health claim, you should see information about the plant source. That's going to tell you, it's going to typically indicate marijuana, hemp, CBD, CBG, THC, all those things. It'll tell you about the chemical compounds it contains. Okay, so there's two cannabis plants. It's hemp and marijuana. And the cannabis plant is referred to as hemp or marijuana depending on the level of psychoactive compound or THC. And THC is the mind-altering substance that makes a person feel high. So like the CBD I rubbed on my back, that didn't have any THC in it. It didn't make me feel high. 
the edibles I had at night had THC in it. It gave me a high feeling. And the level to which you feel high depends on your tolerance and how much you take and all that stuff. So the percentage of active THC is going to differentiate between hemp and marijuana. All right. So there's a lot of it, there's a lot of um, overhead oversight with stuff like this from the Food and Drug Administration. And I'm not going to go into all that, you know, nitty gritty stuff. You can find that stuff on the Internet. But both hemp and marijuana do contain CBD and CBG. Now, how does CBD in the body work? One way that the CBD works is that it mimics and augments the effects of compounds that your body already make. Seems natural, right? Um, called endogenous cannabinoids. Endogenous means caused by or originating from within. So these compounds are part of a pathway no known as your endocannabinoid system. Okay, the main role of this system is to bring balance to your bodily to your other bodily systems, like your cardiovascular system, your digestive system, endocrine, all the things, right? So immune system. And it does this by regulating mood, emotion, energy, <clears throat> um, appetite, blood pressure, bone density, glucose metabolism, pain sensitivity, and your perception and response to stress. So it can calm you down. Now, let me tell you, moving out to Colorado, I, I just started working in the hospital in the beginning of the year, but prior to that, I didn't work anywhere. You know, I wasn't getting drug tested or anything like that. And to be honest with you, when they drug test you in a state where marijuana is legal, I don't know if they test you for that. Because to me, it's legal. Like, you should be able to do it. Regardless, I moved out here, and I'm in Mile High City, and I really couldn't smoke anything if I wanted to. Like, I, my eyes were so bloodshot. And something that I learned about myself going to these, this new chiropractor is this, the doctor checked my oxygen levels. My oxygen levels are low. And if I was to walk into the hospital, they'd be like, oh, they're normal. But remember, optimal and normal are very different person to person. So for me, I couldn't, I've smoked before, I've taken edibles before, and I couldn't really do that out here because my eyes were so bloodshot, the high was so different. I just didn't like how I felt. Okay. And so what this endocannabinoid system does in your body is to help keep you in balance. It's homeostasis, right? Remember that pendulum we've talked about. Your body doesn't want to be all the way to the left. It doesn't want to be all the way to the right. It wants to be in the middle, like having your car in neutral, right? You're not revved up or stressed and you aren't stalling and exhausted. So what research shows is that CBD mimics the body's natural, this, the body's natural endocannabinoid system, especially when it's under illness uh, under stress, under pain, that kind of stuff. It struggles to get back into balance. So this can be helpful for you. Now, there's scientific evidence for effects, CBD effects on your health. Um, obviously, there's it's continuing to be researched and stuff like that. It's not a cure for illness, but and it doesn't reveal or address the root cause, which you know I'm all about that. But it's a palliative rather um, addition you could add to when you don't feel good or when you are stressed, and it provides symptomatic relief, um, headaches, migraines, chronic pain, insomnia, uh, PTSD, anxiety disorders, and joint pain. Now, for me, I can smoke and and then I'm high pretty quick. For edibles, for me, it takes a long time for them to hit me. I don't know if it has to do with my metabolism. I'm not well-versed in this. I'm going to ask Ben this question when we have our podcast. But for me, I have to take them, like if I'm going to bed at 8.39, I have to take the edible by like 6. Because if I take it right before I go to bed, I wake up in the night high. Like, and I'm like holding on to the wall. And that's not a good feeling for me. Like, that's not the point of it for me. And I don't take much. I don't take much at all. Like, it takes the lowest amount. So you really have to play with, with what works for your body. I had a friend who made edible brownies one time. Y'all, careful with those if they're fresh out of the oven. Oh my 
God, it's kind of crazy. You just want to eat them all. Don't do it. Don't do it. You will go on a trip of your life. I'm sure of it. Um, super funny story. My cousin visited me. And this is years ago in San Diego. And I had to go to work. And I had edibles in the drawer. And he's like, I'm going to take some edibles while you're at work. I'm like, okay, cool. And it was his second time taking edibles, I think. He's from New York. It was not legal. He doesn't have access to him. So I was like, okay, cool. So I'm driving home from work. And he calls me. And he's like, Rosie. He calls me Rosie. He's like, where are you? And I was like, I'm at the stoplight by the house. I'm almost home. What's up? He's like, all right, hurry up. This isn't good. And I was like, oh my God, like what happened? Where are you? He's like, I don't like, I got in the elevator and it, it was like, it was like the oven. It looked like the oven. Like I couldn't get in the elevator. It was the oven. And he made no sense. I was laughing so hard, but I got home. Y'all, he was high as a kite. Okay. For like 24 hours, he laid on my couch. He was supposed to bring me out to dinner that night. He still owes me a dinner. I'm going to tell him to listen to this episode. But you have to be careful, okay? Because the product, CBD products that contain THC, <laughs> your tolerance and is just very variable, okay? So don't just do what your friends are doing. Now, there's oils and tinctures. There's capsules and pills. There's creams and lotions. Um, edibles, you know, they're a discreet way to take CBD in a food product. Um, but again, your effectiveness may vary. Um, the creams and lotions are really good for muscle and joint pain. You see these sold in a lot more places. You know, I live in Colorado. It's legal here. But just depending on where you're from. Oils, I, I took a Terp a daily morning uh, morning oil and night oil under my tongue. Um, quick absorption gets right into your bloodstream. So there's a lot of benefits. All right. There's also risks like with everything, right? So it's still being studied and, you know, it can interact with other medications and stuff like that. So I'm no doctor. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just trying to educate you on what I've learned because I think it's interesting. So, um, there are some risks. Again, talk to your doctor. There's long, the long-term effects of using CBD. It's unknown. This is all new to us. It's not, certain how CBD could affect a pregnancy. So again, talk to your doctor about all of this stuff. It's really an unregulated health supplement um, with a lot of oversight. Like the, the research is being done, right? But you need to make sure it's the right thing for you. So how did this come about? I was in a lot of pain last week. The CBD is something I've been lathering on my neck um, for the past 10 days. And then I only took the edible that first night so I could sleep. Um, so yeah, do what you want with that. Um, for me, like I said, the edibles, the benefits of edibles, it is good for people who can't smoke. Um, it can help with long, um, like with appetite. Like if you're super good, I mean, more long lasting help with appetite, like nausea and then nausea and muscular pain. Edibles for me, they don't make me hungry. Like some people go eat everything in their closet or in their pantry. I don't, I don't know why you have food in your closet, but in your pantry. But for me, it doesn't do that. I just, it's a piece of chocolate. I love chocolate. It's great. There's variety. Um, the cons, like I said, it can take longer to feel the effects. It's hard to regulate the dosage and not all edibles are created equal. So if you experiment with that, I don't know, pay attention, pay attention, take notes, do all the things, do it in a place where you feel safe and with people that you trust. Okay. Okay. And then essential oils is a, another thing that I can talk about. I can do a lot talk a lot about this, but I'm just going to say it gets right into your bloodstream and it feels really, really good. Um, rosemary is something I use for studying peppermint and when I'm in pain and then lavender for sleep. Again, I can do a whole episode on that, but I truly, truly believe in, uh, essential oils and I love doTERRA and young living. Uh, it's really funny too. If you have a puppy and he gets into your plants or whether they're fake or real or whatever he does that you don't want him to do, throw a little bit of peppermint oil on whatever that is, you know, not to kill the plant, but like around it. 
and uh, they won't eat at the plant anymore. He sees where I keep my peppermint oil and when I put it on, he runs the other direction. So it's kind of funny. It's adorable. Um, okay, so that's that's CBD. Now let's talk about NSAIDs and how the pharmaceutical company is literally destroying us from the inside out. Now your digestive system starts in your mouth, right? It goes to your stomach, then your small intestine and your large intestine, and then boom, you poop. Okay. So studies have shown that prolonged use of aspirin was associated to damage the stomach lining. And that's, you know, that's the research that's being done. But what we're seeing here is like, okay, so somebody took an aspirin. This was like a study. Oh, this is very interesting, I think. And it said, the initial study said that it was damaging the stomach lining but other NSAIDs did not damage the stomach. Okay, so many drug companies considered considered these other drugs miraculous. Okay, but aspirin was shown to damage the stomach lining. But after further investiga- investigation, the NSAIDs don't damage the stomach lining, which we can see with a, uh, like when you have an upper endoscopy. They actually damage the lining of the small intestine. And this is beyond the reach of the scope. So we're thinking aspirin's the bad guy and everybody else is good. When in fact, we can't even see the damage that's being done. It's past what we can see with our scope. So people who regularly use NSAIDs like Advil, Motrin, Aleve, Ibuprofen, um, and aspirin, they're basically swallowing a live hand grenade. And that's basically all of America. So if you're feeling guilty right now, don't, because that's most of us. But these drugs blow gaping holes in your intestinal lining. And it allows in lectins and living bacteria and all this stuff that's not supposed to be going through your intestines out into your circulatory system. They flood your body with foreign invaders and then you get the inflammation and you feel very, very sick. And when your immune, your immune system produces inflammation and pain because of inflammation and pain because of what's going on in your body, you probably take down another pill, right? It's a vicious cycle. And then people start seeking out prescription level pain relievers because what they're doing isn't working. Same thing with a course of antibiotics, you guys, stomach acid reducers, all of that stuff. Even changes in your food allow bad bacteria to move in and take over, just like NSAIDs do. So when you compromise the barrier wall of your intestines, I'm here to tell you, I just, I'm just healing my gut from leaky gut and SIBO and H. pylori and all these things. I had gaping holes. And how did they tell this? By my zonulin level. It was like 700, and I think it's supposed to be like 7. I don't know. It was insane. I had gaping holes in my intestines, you guys. I looked six months pregnant back in the fall. It was awful. It was so sick. I was depressed. I had no energy. So I'm talking to you guys based on experience. And I don't, I wasn't, wasn't pumping NSAIDs. I will tell you, I was a chronic user of, user of acid-reducing drugs like Tums. Y'all, that shit's like candy. Give me all the Tums. I prefer the pink ones. Okay, so I wasn't doing that, but I, over the years, right, it compounds. And then on top of bodybuilding and stuff like that, I was just really, really sick. And honestly, leaky gut underlies all of our diseases. I have people reaching out to me all the time. My gut's bothering me. I can't digest my food. Y'all need to heal your gut. Huge proponent proponent of bone broth, which I have a link in my bio here, and um, in daily greens, and just being sure that you're taking care of yourself and paying attention to what you're putting in your body. So for a second, I just want to talk about these stomach acid blockers because I was a chronic user and I know a lot of us give them 
even to our kids. But think about stomach acid blockers like Nexium and Zantac. Like these are called proton pump inhibitors or PPIs. And what they do is they reduce the amount of stomach acid. Well, your stomach is supposed to be acidic, you guys. Typically, you take these PPIs when you have heartburn, right? The acid in the stomach is so powerful, though. Only a few important bacteria can tolerate it as their home. Many of the bad bacteria that you swallow never make it out alive. It's great. It's like the stopping point. Like, you can't, like, it's a monopoly. You can't go past go because you're bad. And we're going to eat you up. And we don't want you going further into the intestines and wrecking havoc on the body. So acid from the stomach is conf- com- confines the bacteria to the large intestine, to the stomach, whatever the case may be. And now here's the problem. You took this tum or you took the, Zan- the Zantac and without the stomach acid to kill the bad bacteria, these disease producing bacteria, they overgrow and they actually change your normal gut flora. I think it's every 72 hours that your gut flora actually changes. So we lack the stomach acid and the bad bacteria, even the good bacteria, crawl up from their home in the colon to your small intestine. And this is where they disrupt everything. All hell breaks loose. It's generally called leaky gut or SIBO. And once these bacteria are in your small intestine where they're not supposed to be, they break through the cell walls and they have access to your circulatory system. Okay, this stimulates your immune system to combat the to combat the foreign invaders. It's like, hey, we're going to war, and boom, systemic inflammation. You become really sick, and it just gets worse. The holes get bigger, more things get out there into your bloodstream, and with this comes weight gain as your body stores fat to f- to fuel your white blood cells for the battle. Right? We're we're fighting. We need fuel, and these PPIs they also you guys not many things cross the blood brain barrier. MCT oil, great for you. Put it in my coffee every morning. Crosses the blood-brain barrier. Definitely makes me smarter. I like to pretend it does anyway. But these proton pump inhibitors do the same thing. They actually poison your brain's mitochondria. You're talking to somebody in biochemistry right now, so this is super interesting. There was actually a study that showed a 44% increased risk of dementia in people over age 75 who use these drugs compared to ones who didn't. Now, if you're 75, just stop using them. But if you're not 75, you can also stop using them. Okay? These drugs should come with warning signs, like our prescription drugs. We should never take them for more than two weeks based on anything that I've read. But people toss them down for years. I know my dad, he's on Omeprazole. He's been on Omeprazole's whole, whole life. Same thing. Same thing. You know, help help you digest. Help you, you know. But it, it it's just hard because... We think it's doing something in the long run. It's really hurting us. I take HDL enzymes right now with every meal and I'm practicing my relationship with food. And I know over time I won't have to do that, but that helps increase my stomach acid because I don't have any stomach. I've chronically just (laughs) diminished all my stomach acid from years of taking this and then years of restrictive dieting and stuff too. So the, the years of doing that results in serious damage. And even in the 1980s, these same drugs that were picking up at Kinney Drugs or at Walgreens or whatever the case may be, they had to be prescribed by a physician. So think about that for a minute. They were once controlled. And because stomach acid is necessary to break down proteins, we're seeing an entire generation of uh, elderly people, senior citizens, who are protein malnourished. And they're like, what? I'm eating my chicken. I'm eating my eggs. Why am I protein malnourished? Because it's not that they're not eating enough protein, but they have no stomach acid to digest it. You guys, you have to be able to digest and absorb your food for it to do what it needs to do in your body and make you feel good. Okay? 
So we touched on a lot of things today. CBD, we touched on NSAIDs, especially stomach at, or especially um, proton pump inhibitors, um, definitely because that's close to my heart. And then aspirin, because I, I was in so much pain last week. That's all I wanted, but it wasn't going to help anything. And I didn't need it, and I'm better, okay? So just slow incremental changes. That's all I ask. All these results and studies show you that cannabis is extremely safe and effective medication for many chronic pain patients, right? To the level to which it's going to help you is going to be up to you and between you and your doctor. But it does appear to alleviate pain, insomnia, and and relieving anxiety, which we're a very anxious society. We're very sick, okay? So think about these things the next time you reach for something that maybe is convenient but not the best for you. I love you all so much. I'm here for you. I hope you learned something. Tell a friend. uh, Pass this podcast around. I'm doing a huge 10,000 download giveaway. We're almost there. 9,200. And uh, let me know if you need anything from me. Otherwise, you know what to do. Drink your water. Eat your veggies. Smile. 